You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Episode number 135 of the Central Indiana's Favorite Podcast. I'm Jeremiah Moore. Today I'm joined by producer Chris Guffey and my forever co-host, Mr. Dakota Davis. <laughs> Today's episode features Mike Guffey continuing our candidate series following the election in the city of Newcastle. We're going to be talking to Mike about his uh, his past in the city of Newcastle, what he's been up to since he graduated from Newcastle High School. Then we're going to get into the issues of the city, talking about uh, the finances of the city, the budget, some land ownership issues, and uh, what he thinks the direction of downtown should be and if he agrees with the current administration. Then we're going to talk to him finally about what his goals would be if he is elected to office. And uh, then we're going to talk uh, some final thoughts, and maybe we'll have something very interesting for you at the end. So make sure you stick around. Uh, it feels I have I know the Star Wars trailer just came out. Mm-hmm. I felt a disturbance in the force tonight. Oh, no. I, I feel like my taxes went up. That's true. I can <laughs> sense it. You just I stole can, my final. Thoughts. I can sense it <laughs> right. out. I can sense me. it. Like and maybe bug. and He's maybe really good at that, isn't he? Maybe just no. maybe. There will be a sorry, folks. No reason to stick around to the end now. There might, nope. There no might stay be around. A, there <laughs> might leave be, now. There might be an appearance. Oh man! So we got to say thank you to some people, uh, people that help us keep the lights on. The incredible, the amazing, and the uh, that's right. The, the people, very consistent. The people over Christy Avery on Patreon. Yes. If you donate fifty dollars or more a month, then we give you a shout out on each episode. Those folks are Christy Avery, Craig DeCosta, and Jonathan Phillips. You listener can join at any level right now at patreon.com slash boss hug of liberty we also have some uh, merchandise stores available if you don't feel like supporting us monthly but you want to help but keep the show rolling those are tchip.com slash bhol one two and three the bhol three i wore that last week if you check the uh, check the tape on episode 135 i I ordered it in black in the long sleeve I, i pulled out my uh my old trusty hoodie and uh, I had a I have a pink stain on the hood, so I think I have to get one. Going to get a BHOL three, or what are you going to do? Yeah, probably a number three. Yeah, give me the old number three in black. <laughs> you going to get it? You going to supersize it? Probably not. Add some add some fries. Yeah, <laughs> pull around to the second window, and and Chris will have your your uh, total. And, uh, Diet Coke, please, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> no celebrity more. Actually, he wants a, J- a, a, a Jameson and Coke. Yeah. <laughs> You're not, uh, you're, you didn't get what the game was. Everybody else wore some sort of a red shirt. Uh, Mike looks very dapper in his, uh, black and white, uh, and, and red checkered shirt. And I got the, uh, I got the, instead of the check, I've got more of the plaid, but the same thing going on. And you're just, I have some you're red. just repping Jameson Irish whiskey. There's some red and it says John Jameson. Okay and and red. Are you, you're fine. Thanks, Mike. Are, fine. are you Irish? Uh, no. You just like their whiskey. No. I just prefer Irish whiskey. <laughs> over other with any other kind of whiskey or brandy or anything like that. Well, we're not French. We don't like brandy. Yeah. I had an interesting beer uh, this past weekend. It was set from Sam Adams. This, this should have belonged in the Patreon portion, but I'm going to tell it anyway. It's a $300 beer. It's 28% alcohol by volume, and it comes in this crazy looking bottle. I put a picture of it on my Facebook page. You can look at it, and it tasted just like a, a cognac. I did see that. I was kind of hoping you were going to save it for us and we were going to try it on the show. Well, it's not. It wasn't mine. I just. Oh, you a, didn't find it. You just got to try well, it. Well, there's a guy down there that uh, a friend of a, in our group and he works for Sam Adams. So he was able to snag a bottle. I didn't, uh, I didn't pay $300 okay. for it. Well, I just thought you had stupid money at this point <laughs> in your life and you were just do, you were just doing the crazy. I had just heard something about it like two days before, and then you had it in your hand. I'm like, oh my god, here goes Dakota just just showing off, dropping that big money. Yeah, yeah, I'm not paying three hundred dollars for. I think it's twenty four ounces of beer. It's crazy. So I took a picture of uh, the Mad Paddle Brewery. I went down uh, Saturday to Madison over the la- over the last weekend, 
and took a picture of their menu in their brewery and they have the state of Indiana requirements section. And it's, uh, they, on their menu, it's, uh, they have beef bouillon because they have to have a soup and that was $21. Uh, they have microwave coffee for $17, powdered milk for $16, and the peanut butter sandwiches are $13. Uh, and there's a little blurb on their, uh, on their, in their menu. It says, Indiana is the land of arcane liquor laws. Uh, we are required to serve soup, coffee, and milk alongside your beer. To poke some fun at this craziness, we offer you the highly sought after. And there you go. And then it says you can bring food from home if you want to, uh, or from outside. We, we don't, we don't really want to sell it to you. So it was, it was fantastic. So I shared that we were our friends at we're libertarians, uh, reshared it and it went to like 15,000 people on Saturday. So a lot of fun, yeah. a lot of content. Whew. So, all right. Enough of the, enough of the, the banter. I think we've, uh, we've demonstrated that we're friendly people. Now we should talk to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Mike, I, I scoured your Facebook profile and this is all the bio I could find that you <laughs> grew up in Newcastle. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And you currently live here currently live here well we have to ask because it just because you're running for something in the city doesn't mean you live in the city we found out oh i know where you're going <laughs> i think I he's going i think he's going to westwood <laughs> i understand <laughs> somewhere no, around i've there. lived in newcastle all my life 58 years 58 years i'll be 59 november 2nd ah. so uh, that's a week from saturday actually i've lived in ward three 32 32 years oh wow 16 at the current address so you've so. been you you've seen everything there is about Newcastle. My one of my questions on here for you was there, you've seen it all in Newcastle in 58 years, yep. almost 59. What is it? What is one? What is one memory you have of Newcastle that is just very nostalgic for you? Oh, wow. I have a lot, but I think the one of the biggest stands out when I was really a young kid at Baker Pool, just being able to. You know, it didn't cost a whole lot of money. And uh, I think I can remember the most I ever paid to swim at Baker Pool was 25 cents. Oh, man, that was. I feel like it. I feel like a Sandlot peppercorn story is coming. (laughs) (laughs) No. So, I mean, that's just something just my childhood. That's cool. I didn't. I didn't expect that. I expected something like the cruise ins and things like that. Well, Baker Pool. That's that's the, a good answer. I did, I did the cruise in also. Um, I got a real good story on the cruise in that came later in the years. But uh, to my wife, I'm married to now. <laughs> this is my second marriage, uh, but uh, this is a good one. <laughs> but uh, the other one wasn't that bad. But I'm <laughs> this is a good one. But. We'd went to, uh, we'd been out and just running around. I think, I think we'd went to White Castles. That was a big thing that we liked to do when we were dating, go to White Castles, you know, not Newcastle. We'd always go out, but we were going down Broad Street and, uh, I've got four kids and I got two older kids by previous marriage. And, uh, I've got the stereo jamming, you know, and what I'm 40 years old, you know, everybody's thinking, yeah, this is an old man. So we're going down and then my son. They come up, they're coming up and they meet us. And I look over and say, what's up? And, they, hey, and then all these friends, Hey, big Mike, what are you doing? So that stands out to the cruise ins because of that. But I can remember the cruise ins. Yes. But the Baker pool, man, I don't know. It just, it's, it was awesome. It is. To That's have. a good answer. It's a place you'd go. I right? like that. Yeah. That's where your memories are made. It was, uh, it was good to have a lot of memories. there. So what, what, uh, what's your, what's your career been? Tell us about how you got here. Well, uh, actually graduated, didn't go to no college whatsoever. Uh, just right started working. Sorry. Just started working. The mic helps. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> just, you know, going on with a living. Oh yeah. Uh, I worked in Newcastle at modern fold. Uh, I think it was 15 years that I had there. i currently work at Intat. I've been at Intat for 22 plus going on 23. Down in Rushville. Rushville. Okay. So, uh, just went into the workforce, you know, and that's great. Started making I did living. the same thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I always tell people that's if you don't know what you want to do after high school, then just get a job. Yeah. Don't, don't waste your time and money in college because that's, yeah. that's I've agree. seen it. I've seen it a lot, seen it play out a lot and people, they wind up just having to get a and job. You know, and I've honestly, I've even my two youngest kids, I've let them know that too. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just, Seems like common sense, At least but get a, college you know, is just pushed on you so hard in modern high schools. So, well, there's not much common sense anymore. 
Yeah. So you've been you've been somewhat involved in local politics in the past. Somewhat. You, you've run you, eight years ago. You ran for the city the city council. The, I assume the same seat. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about that. What got you motivated then, and what you got? Uh, what brought you back into this thing? I just thought it was time for a change. That's what got me motivated back then. Uh, that's probably the whole motivation behind it. I felt like we needed a change in in Ward Three, in City Council, and then. Uh, your Ward One. Ward One. Sorry. Maybe it was ward an endorsement. One. Maybe he thinks there's to be a change in Ward oh Three. Don't, hey, don't correct the guy. Hey, Gosh. Are you endorsing. Get this endorsement right now. Wipe that out. Wipe that out. My goodness. What am I thinking? Ward one. Right. So I thought they, there should just be a change, you know? I mean, uh, am I for someone staying in a seat for years upon years? No, I'm not, you know. But that's what kind of motivated me for that. Man, I had a blast doing it, and I've had a blast doing it this time. I got out, got to talk to people, meet people that uh, I didn't know, and see people that I didn't even think were still living in Newcastle, but they are. So I had a real good time with it, and uh, of course I didn't get what I wanted, but I didn't walk away disappointed either. But um, you know, and that, that was how many years ago? Did you say it was eight, eight years ago? Eight years ago. I get, I'm pretty sure it was. What about what about this time? Was there one? Was there like one issue as you were watching Henry County well, Newcastle politics? You got into the race a little later, right? You didn't yes. do the primary. You got no. I got you, in. You jumped the into the race, right. you know, and you know. I don't know. It just I've always been interested in it. Just didn't really. I don't know. Just didn't really get the ump to do it. You know, I kept thinking back. I don't know. I don't know. But I've always wanted wanted to be in it, and uh, I just felt like this was a good time. You know, this this is perfect timing. Everything is kind of fell in place for me. So uh, this might be the good time to do it. And yes, I did get in late. I didn't. I got a hold of the, the Republican Party in June. They had to have, maybe I did in May, they had to have a caucus. I went on vacation. While they did the caucus, I wasn't even around. <laughs> I, I left and went on vacation. You left it in their cool. hands. And, and that's cool. And they voted me, you know, with no problem. And so here we are today. So you said that as you've ran for office, these both both of these times, you've you've really enjoyed the process. Yes. And enjoyed getting out and seeing people. Yeah. The both times that you've ran, has it has it changed your perception at all of elected officials and no, how not work? really. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I don't have nothing. I don't even know what your perception was beforehand. But. No, but it hasn't changed any at all. I mean, you know, they're just people. Yeah. It's always people, right? Yeah. It's just, it's just people. It's folks making the best decisions they can, right? You know, and right? With the information right. you have, and because I think that changed for me whenever I started getting more involved in county in politics in general is just going oh these are these are people these are neighbors the folks that right. you see in the grocery store right uh, they're not they're not enemies of of you no. or me so sometimes they like to steal our money but, but yeah <laughs> like they did tonight <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah they're just people all right just like us so what other what other ways are you involved as you've enjoyed I've really this? not been you know i I, I've not been on any boards of any, any, anything like that. Uh, I just try to take things in, in the city of Newcastle, you know, just try to pay attention, right? Pay attention, see what's going on. Has that been because you've been working and, you know, the, yeah. the, the activities happen, you know, not, I don't know if you're shift work and you're working seconds or you're working days no, or what, days, some of that. I mean, but, I work, I travel a lot, like I said, yeah. with my job. Uh, actually, uh, Take care of the quality side, and oh, nice. uh, I have uh, customers that I'm in take care of. Toyota, Georgetown. I don't know if you know about the the big plant in Georgetown, Kentucky, over by Paris. Huge. Yep. Huge. Hmm. Over eight thousand people. Oh, but cow. I take care of. They machine some of our parts. We we make mainly Toyota. So, but yeah, I travel a lot. And so, you're married. You yeah. have kids yep. like you said and right yeah i get it well uh, this not uh, yet but i will in february tablecloth is <laughs> he's all wrapped up in it oh wrapped no up. he's it's stuck we gotta get this fixture of mine uh, you know it's something chris rigged up i think <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> i gotta bring in an emergency like backup chair we'll let it be like it is Uh oh. all right so 
so you've been watching the uh have you been attending city council meetings or yes. watching online and yep. and keeping up with that yep. uh you've had a chance going to these meetings what have what have you thought of the way the process is going and what the current council is doing and maybe some ideas you have for differences or things you can, well, they can I, think improve on. I think it's it's going okay um you know the budget they they just didn't talk to everybody you know and i i feel like you got to get everybody involved you know not just a certain group i mean you know yes we want uh, fire protection law uh, services of the law uh ems but we have also workers that work at the city that we need to take care of also so i feel like everybody you know we have to communicate with everyone yeah as Keep we everybody in the loop. whenever we talk to uh Chris, I think the who who what uh, what group of employees did you say their meeting and negotiations wasn't the, set up until the city after? union the yeah. city union yeah the street the street yeah. worker sanitation um, sewer trash those guys right um, they had not and I believe I, probably the park would fall under that union as well I would guess yes yeah, so they're all together yeah yeah they they hadn't. Their meeting wasn't until a week before the second reading. Right. Yeah. So the so, first so, reading would have already passed before they even got to have a discussion. Right. About so the uh, that's not right. Yeah. To me, that's not fair. I mean, you know, you got to get everyone. So you. Uh, so I'm. I'm guessing that you. Uh, you were in total support of them killing the budget yes. whenever they found out about yes. that. Yes. What do you think about it? it passed at the last meeting. Five passed to zero. At the last meeting and. You know, again, <laughs> I don't, you know, I feel like, I, I honestly feel like that all the council should be there when this is voted on, personally. Right. It was it was five to zero. We were five missing to zero. two so members we of the council. Two. Yep. But, you know, I don't know why they were missing. That's that's fine, you know. But uh, I, I feel like that. Were they all there for the first reading? Uh, they were there for the first reading. Yes. Then they... Then uh, Lynn Purdue and Mary Brewington were absent for the second reading, in which it kill they killed it. And then when they brought it back, Lynn and Mary Brewington was also absent the same again. Okay, right. So everybody had a chance to vote on it, or was present to vote on it one time, one time. for the for the yeah. final vote. The, yes. or the last two, it was uh, yet a quorum, but not not enough to right. get all the way through. Right. All right. So, other than the uh, other than the budget process, what else have you seen or learned about the the council's influence on the city that you think maybe you could, you know, is one of your reasons why you set you apart and why you should be on the council? Well, I, I think you have to listen to your constituents. Really, you know these these people do have a voice. You know, they need a voice. Um, I've had a lot of people that that I've talked to when I've been out knocking on doors, and and they. They do tell you things that, you know, they think this needs to be done or this needs to be done, you know. And, and I, I feel like that this position, you, you've you got to be the people, you know. It's the people that, that put you there. So you have to, uh, you got to listen to them and bring it before the council. I always feel like you have a platform, right? It, you know, you've got a platform to speak and make your make your issues known and, and you've got the ability to advocate for things. You know, the, the, the last two uh, two mornings I've been on State Road Three, which is under construction right now. Right. Uh, we've got a you know we've we've listeners all over the country. So uh, main thoroughfare through our town, three lanes northbound, a center turn lane, and two lanes southbound. And there's orange barrels blocking all but one southbound lane and one northbound lane. So the last two mornings, as I've gotten to Trojan Lane, uh, heading north towards Muncie. Uh, seen these 18 wheel trucks trying to turn right off a of Trojan lane mm-hmm. and to go north on three. And we've noticed that now traffic is all pushed to the right lane. So you don't have any, anywhere out to go. You've got eight feet or 12 feet of width and that's it. Well, these trucks can't make the turn. So I, I was messaging uh, councilman Dickon today saying, Hey man, you guys like, I don't know if Indot didn't talk to the city or the city didn't talk to Indot or what's happening, but you've got discussed, but you've, think. you've got, yeah, these, no, Indot, the, you've got traffic issues that are this morning. I watched a semi try to turn right and he turned into the center, literally hit two, two barrels, knocked one into the traffic lane. I had to park my car on the road and move the barrel so traffic could get through. Um, yeah, so that's the kind of thing I think the council can have some influence on as well. Well, Inda didn't didn't tell the city that they were coming at all. They just showed up, yeah. and they're like, they just started. And you got to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, you got to deal with it. 
So they didn't they didn't say anything. At least that's what we're being told. Right. Amazing. It is kind of amazing all the problems that the government of the city of Newcastle has had with NDOT over the past couple of years. Right. So then they show up and now you've got trucks that are used to certain routes. So now it's OK. You know, is the council able to work with the mayor or the streets department to say, hey, we need to change truck routes because mm-hmm. you can't make that turn. And you send a truck down there. And right. the next thing you know, you got hazards where people are, you know, right. people can't get through. Um Obviously, obviously three needed work, right? I, I never, my day job is road construction. I, I will never complain about orange barrels being out there because it's my livelihood and I like to drive on roads at work. Um, same thing with harvest season right now. I like to eat, so I'm not going to complain about the, <laughs> about the combines and the plows that are out on the road either. Uh, but you gotta, you gotta work together. It, you know, it, right. it, there's opportunities here. Right. I agree. For sure. I agree. So I don't know. That, those are the kinds of things where I, you know, I know that there's a traffic committee. So are, are there yes. committees that you'd be interested in serving on uh, traffic or budget? You know, I don't or, know what all committees they even have. I'd I'd be interested in a traffic committee, but I'm kind of also on the traffic committee. I think all the councils should be involved because it, you know, we're representing different wards in town. So, you know, yeah, there are I couple, feel like everyone should be involved. There are a couple committees that all of the council is involved in, correct, Chris? Yeah, yeah. technically the budget, um, the entire well, finance committee. I, I don't know technically if the whole council is involved in the committee because I know Mark Coger and Jeff Hancock are current, currently the ones that go to the meetings and represent the council. So maybe we, we vote to have them represent mm-hmm. us. But then like the traffic committee is Hancock, Dickin, and Walden. Currently, right. So it's not everybody. Not everybody is involved in those committees. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know exactly how they uh, how they do that. Right. I think it's probably on a volunteer basis. But they get the opportunity. You know, you guys get if you're in that role, you get the opportunity to look at speed limits and in traffic speeds. Obviously, the whole council votes on, you know, determining if something should be 30 miles an hour or 20 miles an hour or. You know, if we're going to keep 14th Street open or closed or right. if we're going to have stoplights in certain locations. Uh, so all well, opportunities for you if you yeah. if you get on the council. Well, I hope we don't uh, close no more street. <laughs> I live on 22nd Street and it was closed at the tracks. Yep. That was a bad move. Just because of the kids walking to school. Yep. So, you know, I, I would. That's why I'm saying I feel like the traffic committee and I and I don't know if even if. The traffic committee was even involved, and I think that was involved because of the railroad, and we wanted to open up another crossing at Garner Street. So right. I thought, so you, they I had to sacrifice had to, one. We had to sacrifice two. Thornburg Street also. Got yes. Yeah. So, but you know, I I I just think the whole council, as far as the traffic committee, should be involved. That's yeah. Just yeah. my but belief. And that's where you start to look at, okay, do we need, if you're going to do that, do you need to put in pedestrian bridges or pedestrian crossings? You know, we're looking at the stellar grant and a part of that right. or a big portion of that is making the community more accessible on, on foot. Right. Uh, we heard some big ideas. Was it last week or two weeks ago uh, about possibly abandoning one of the lanes on state road three? Yeah. That uh, Jerry Walden mentioned that INDOT had discussed ban- abandoning one of the lanes and making it kind of into a walking lane. So giving up, giving up one of the, uh, I assume one of the three lanes northbound on three and then adding a pedestrian and bicycle lane, uh, to make three more walkable. So there's definitely opportunities out there or things to be considered and interesting idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> so <clears throat> back to the budget process, I guess one last question there. Uh, is there anything uh, that you would like to see included or done or taken out or anything? If it, if it was up to Mike. The budget's up to Mike. What What's like the number one thing you want to change? Well, you know, and that's some things that I I will have to get familiar if I win the seat with that. But uh, I feel like there's some things that we can put in the budget that could help the whole city. Yeah. But I also want to see some things done in Ward 1 that uh, is not done. You know, I... I if we go to blacktop roads, just simple. I've had a lot of that discussion with people in my ward. You know, we didn't, we don't never see none of this. And, uh, so, we, so you don't, you don't, you're saying that, uh, your ward doesn't get its fair share of paving dollars. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, I, that's the way I feel. And, uh, that's the way a lot of my constituents feel the same way. 
it's a it's a common complaint as we've been out walking for Chris and talking to people is um, why is there so much focus in this one area of the city whenever my neighborhood yeah, I get that <laughs> looks the way it does right, right? yeah I get that. So it, and that's very common. It's very, it's very, it's common. very common complaint that we. Well, that's an issue. And nothing, that happens and in nothing all kinds against, of right? Nothing right. against the rest of the city, right? Or any of the councilmen. It's just you know, share the love. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Help us out. You know, we, we're we're human beings too, and we, you know. So, do, are there parks that you want to see improved in your in your in your ward, or, uh, or certain street projects, I or what kinds only of things got, need? I think need I've done. only got well, Baker Park's actually. Right at my ward, right. you know, but uh, I have the Lowe's Park, but um, I don't know. It it seems to be pretty updated over there. Yeah, they've done Lowe's a lot of Park. work. There's Lowe's a lot Park. of good equipment in there, playground equipment. Um, so I don't think none of that really needs a Most of doesn't Park need much attention. Done by volunteers, correct? I think Lowe's gotten a lot of attention the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Lowe's got a lot of attention. Hospital Heights got a lot of attention, and then there's a like a like our, what we know, what's known as pocket parks. Um, there yeah. was one on North Main that a church volunteered their right. entire Sunday service. They kicked everybody out and said, "We're going to go to the pocket park and we're going to fix it up." Low Park oh, was in cool. pretty pitiful condition though before it got taken care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, but now it looks now it looks great. All right, so earlier in the year we covered it. A bunch of times on this show, um, Mayor York is, was talking about trying to purchase the Castle Theater, make some type of a venue out of it. Um, and that got us on the discussion of what the, what the proper role of city government is, uh, intermixing with real estate. So if, if you're on the council and, and all of a sudden something happens with the Castle Theater and it's, put to you guys if you want to go forward with a plan to purchase it is that something you that you would support i to me i don't think the city should be in the business of buying property yeah uh, what if what if the I've, city gets a theater donated to it and then you and then <laughs> and then you just you own and operate some property there's a lot of that's costs involved still that yet too. still yet that yeah. costs money and the ownership of of properties like that you're just not that's not that, your, that costs money and I don't think that we should be involved in that. And you're losing the property taxes of a hundred and thirty thousand dollar commercial property. It's understand if you don't, if the city owns it anyway. Right. That's the conversation so, that I've, I think we've tried to have on this show. Is you look at the general theme of downtown. You know, the Mariana Bank building went away and right. it became a county build, a city building, and they actually lease it to the county. Right. Uh, and it was gifted or given when a Mariana was purchased by First Merchants. Uh, they didn't need the downtown building anymore, so the city got that. Right. But now the city has maintenance. The city has, it, you know, the city has all these responsibilities for that building, and it's not paying property taxes any longer. Right. Same thing with the castle. If you look at the castle and what it paid in property taxes last year, you start to lose tens of thousands of dollars in revenue just by having a few buildings shift from private, private to public ownership. Right. Um, you know, you look at the downtown core, and there's not a lot of buildings that are no. that are contributing. No. So just in general, even, you know, cause there's, there's talk of other buildings and there has always been talk of acquiring buildings on the city side throughout downtown for nothing else than to just incre- try to increase the aesthetic of downtown. But you're saying we need to try to get private development in there. Yes. Yes. I don't, I don't think it, you know, I, I, I want downtown to be beautiful too. I want Newcastle to be beautiful, but I just don't think that the city needs to be in the business of doing that. We need to maybe try to get someone to move into that, but we don't need to take that on as a, as a city. That's so you ran for eight years ago. Yep. This Jennings building project's probably been going on for close to that amount of time. Was yeah. that on the radar or a discussion no, at that no, time? Really, what do you- it really wasn't. I mean, uh, I, I didn't hear a whole lot about it. Like I have this time. Um, what are you hearing as you're talking? Well, as you're as you're talking, going door to door and hearing from Pilks. What are you hearing about the downtown, the fourteen hundred Plaza, Jennings Building? Fourteen hundred Plaza. I hear more about that than I do the Jennings Building. Uh, just a lot of people ask, you know, what do we benefit from that? Um, I'm not. I'm not against making downtown beautiful. I think it looks. I think it looks good. 
I think it looks good. Um, but I just don't think that we need to buy buildings. Right. Yeah. We don't need to be in the business of property ownership as a government right. entity. No, I yeah. don't think so. So with that, so do you, do you support the way that the current council and the mayor have handled Jennings and 1400? Yeah. I can't say that I don't. Right. Um, you know, I, I wasn't, I'm not been able to hear a lot about it in the early, you know, stages, stages of it, but, uh, no, I'm not against what they, what they have done. Um, I think you just got to be very careful. You got to be very careful about it. So what, what kind of things can the council do to help downtown? If we're not, you know, if we're not going to be in the redevelopment business or the purchasing business, what, what can you do as a councilman to, to help cheer downtown on? Well, I think one thing that we have to do, we have to try to, to sell our downtown. Now, will, will that ever happen? You know, trying to get people to come in, what I mean by that? Probably not. You know, everything is kind of moved out onto Road 3. A lot of the buildings uptown, they're, they're old, um, what buildings we do have. But I, there's just some way that we've got to try to get businesses to come there. And like I said, that's going to be a very hard thing to do. Very hard thing to do. I know the downtown group. I got an email today saying that they've got, there are 40 businesses located downtown now. Um, you know, I heard they, that. I heard and there's, that. you know, the back porch is there. You've right. got, you know, Twin Lions. You've got a lot of eating and restaurants right. and, and things to do that I think are, are driving folks down here. And we've seen some other new businesses open right. up locally. And I think, that, and I think that's good. You know, uh, I, I drove around by the back porch. I'm not a drinker and I'm not against anyone that wants to drink, but it was good. You know, it was, it's pretty crowded, good little crowd, you know? So, yeah. Well, in the state of Indiana makes them serve hamburgers and, and coffee and tea. So you don't have to be a drinker <laughs> no. to go there. You can still right. get, I understand. <laughs> you still have your beef. bouillon. <laughs> They've got a menu. They do have a grill. I think it closes an hour before, uh, before they stop serving beer, but, uh, and it, actually the food, I've not eaten in there yet, but the food smells really good. The burgers, uh, they're I cooked down. A quick, yeah. I it looks good. I haven't even talked to anyone that has. I haven't, I haven't eaten there. My, they have an impressive urinal. If you, if for nothing else, Mike, go in there and check out the bathroom. It's a beer keg. Uh, it is. It is well worth. It is well worth the trip in just to just to check that one. It's out. It's like a Jungle Jim's world famous bathroom. Yep. The Rumpke uh, trash. Uh. Yeah. yeah. The giant porta john. That's it. Oh man. That's funny. Well, yeah. I mean, there are you know, and uh, uh, Chris, you're you're on that board. There's they, they've got Wi-Fi downtown now. They've got a, a number of different things that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Newcastle downtown. Yeah. Yeah. So we have we have the Wi-Fi going. Um, I think we're putting out Christmas decorations that will be discussed. We have a meeting tomorrow. Um, we also want to bring up the potential of, kind of like what Mike said, bringing businesses downtown where we put up signage and we make sure that people know where proper parking is and so on and so forth like that. That's good. So there's that one new parking lot uh, right off 14th Street, <clears throat> right across from Legends <laughs> Nutrition. Yeah, it's really good. I tried. I tried to use the bathrooms and mm-hmm. it didn't work. I was. I have to yeah. go back and listen to the, uh, the Rex mayor and hasn't the lock. The, the lock was on out. there. It yeah. was. It was oh, they're locked up. I couldn't. I went for the cruise in the last cruise in they had Mopar night, oh, and wow. I, was, I, I intentionally walked down to go check out the bathrooms down there. Like, oh, I'm going to see what the new ones are like and. It was uh, it was like when Mark Brim tried to get Weenie World. It was just it was just sad disappointment. We haven't seen the mayor out there with the giant scissors yet, so they're not open. <laughs> so Jacob Serber is in the chat watching uh, and uh, reading of the Thunderwolf podcast, and he says it's going to be difficult to sell the buildings. Uh, so how will the council do that? What can Newcastle offer to attract new businesses to establish downtown or it's to tough. establish businesses here? It's tough. That's uh, it would be a tough market to try to sell buildings downtown. And uh, I, I don't know, the council would just have to get together and see, you know, what we, what we could do. I mean, like trying to make the environment here more business friendly, working right. with Corey Murphy and the economic yes. development corporation. And that'd be a start. Yeah. I know. Uh, I know we saw that uh, one of the other downtown businesses just uh, just sold. There's the one on Broad Street. Yeah, it's uh, two lots north, well, west of Safe Games and the Hope Initiative, just sold by FC Tucker and the John Kindred crew. 
Yeah. And it well, looked like it's pen- pending. Sorry. So that's a few. I mean, we've seen a few, a few properties move this year down in the downtown area. Um, interested to see what locates there because it's a yeah, massive right. building. It's a four levels. And I think it was right. a, uh, you know, it, it's one of those that's got a long, long history. And I, I saw some pictures of the old gym that's upstairs in a previous era. Uh, lots of opportunities. So we'll see. Yeah. You, you work in Russia. Russia's getting a brewery, but somebody told me not too long ago that Indiana is the, uh, or in Indiana, Newcastle is the biggest town, biggest city that doesn't have a brewery or winery in its limits yet. I believe it. We are the, uh, we're, we've got to be right on the edge. I mean, Fortville has Taxman. Yeah. That's, that's a big brewery. Like everyone, half the country knows about Taxman Brewing Company and they have a satellite location in Fortville. We went to Albion and Albion had one. I mean, it was, it was tiny little map dot places have them. So I, I don't didn't know. hear that about Rushville. Of course, I don't, yeah. I don't hear a lot down there, but Rushville is Rushville is a stellar community and they've yeah. had, they've spent, a it lot of time good. and effort, Mayor Pavey good. and uh, Brian Sheehan, who's doing special projects down there. I mean, you've you've seen that they've got a new, almost a storefront set up on uh, on Main Street on three uh, for their uh, uh, the farmers their market. farmers market. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like hides that missing tooth. It looks real good. It looks great. Looks good. Yeah, it's a nice it's a nice plaza right across I, from I really the Radio like Shack. Right. I like that analogy, hiding the missing tooth. That was a good one. It, it, looks, <laughs> it really does. That's, yeah. That's a perfect. It, it looks great. <laughs> and uh, that's cool. There's a lot of orange barrels down there. And they know they've got a new, new. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of investment happening in Rushville. Uh, it's been impressive. For, for a community that didn't get an interstate, right? Right. You look at Indiana and the things that, uh, in the areas that we have, that's, that's one of the issues Rushville has faced for generations is right. that, you know, Rush County didn't get an interstate. Seventy four went through Shelby County, and seventy went through Henry County, and and they got split. So, right. um, yeah, it's just the just the reality of it. But it's been very interesting to watch watch how that community is uh, has flourished over the last eight years in the Pavey administration. It has. So, all right. Well, what uh, what else have we skipped over that we probably we've, ought to get uh, into? We've missed our last question here. What? Okay, you win the election, and we're celebrating. Uh, and you get sworn in and it's, it's time for you to serve on the council. What are, what's the biggest thing on your, on your punch list for 2020 to 2024? I, I'm, I'm kind of big on clean. I think a city needs to be a little cleaner. Seriously. I, uh, you know, we traveling around, I see, uh, and I know you guys have seen it and it, I don't know how much uh, people get involved, but like adopt a highway to clean. I feel like we could be cleaner in Newcastle and hopefully draw somebody from that. That's, yeah. uh, uh, that's just something I would like to try to push and maybe head up. You know, I know. So is it that might a, sound crazy, but is that like when, a Saturday clean, street, you know, street cleaning thing? Is that more trash cans? What's that look like? What, how do you think? Is it a I, cultural thing? What, what do you, what do you do to make that happen? I feel like you got to get the community involved. You have to get the people involved. It's a cultural that. thing. And, yeah. and right. maybe also trying to, to make it easier for people to get things cleaned up, like adding the trash cans and things like that along the city sidewalks right. and places. But you know, yeah. and, uh, of course, the green toter, you know, that, <laughs> <to> <laughs> I know that goes back a little ways, but it was, oh, you yeah. know, that's, it's kind of cluttery looking, really. But so what? But what anyway, I, well, hell, it's been a conversation about trying to get toters replaced and trash can lids replaced. What should they do? What's the you know with the toter? Yeah, I don't think I don't know if you can do anything different now. I I, I don't know, and I I'm the same way about trying to get the trash cans repaired. Uh, they get beat up pretty good, um, but uh, I you know I I'm I'm not sure about that. You ever heard how um, much faster it is to get a replacement from uh the private sector versus the city of Newcastle? I haven't, no. So I, 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 I use Big at, B. Yeah. I lived at H Avenue for 2 years and as soon as I moved there I asked for a new trash toter because I didn't have a lid. And uh then about a year later I still hadn't had one and my I had two toters there. The other toters lid also broke. So then I requested to have a second toter replace and I never got it either. And when I sold the house, I had two toters with broken lids. 
Should have got a hold of your councilman. <laughs> I did. I, I know uh, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't work. Real quick on the toters. I know that Lee has bought brand new lids, and so they're down at the street department. I don't know. I don't know exactly when he got those in, but um, when I did a ride along with the street department, um, the one thing that the guy driving the truck told me was, "What happens is people will overfill them, and they'll throw the lids open." And then when they come in to put the pinchers, it'll the it lid grabs them. Well, yeah, the lid's bigger at the bottom where it grabs, and so then it crushes the. Yeah, that's the lid. what happened to mine. I don't doubt that it was Dakota's fault that he broke his lid, uh, but I will say I've had you know with Big B, I, I literally call and and the next day the thing fixes because the hinges break on for mine. Yep. They the they fail it they mine. fail at the hinge hinge location and. It, typically, I see it when I watched mine break. It was when they set it back down on the ground. It snapped the, you know, it was cold and it snapped it or whatever. Well, mine is right. the, uh, actually, it wasn't the hinge. It was the wheel, it, the wheel casing itself that snaps onto the axle, snapped whenever they set it down. So then I was missing a wheel. I'm like, how am I supposed to lug this all the way to the side of my house with one wheel? <laughs> Zach Bertram <laughs> says, I got a new lid after Aaron Dickon threatened to give me his. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, Looking globally, you know, the services that the city provides, you know, Big B is an option. There are, there are communities that say, hey, you just pick any trash company you want to pick. Do you think, you know, long term, is is city trash something that we should be doing? I know Rushville oh. considered it 10 years ago saying we don't need to have a trash contract. You can have, have city provided trash that's a trash contract like Spiceland does. Or you could say you all just hire whoever you want to or you have a city owned and operated trash service. I'm not sure, you know. I think it's something you you would most definitely have to look into. Have to take uh, I don't know. some kind of a study. Right. I don't know what all was done. I didn't even mean to bring up the green trash. <laughs> Man, it, no, it's, it's, a, it's a, it gets brought up all the time. Yeah, it's no, a Newcastle I staple. I don't know what all was done back when they when they brought that aboard. We haven't even talked about large trash yet. We're just talking about small trash. So you know. I, I don't know. It, I, I do. I do remember that it was under Jim Small, and uh, the comment was made to beautify Newcastle. And I don't know how that really came across to help beautify Newcastle, but because you know, if you got a trash shelter, you and some people not nothing against the people, they're just going to throw open trash into it. Lids not working, not bag it, just toss get a it good in windstorm. And- all doesn't get dumped out. You know, I'm just saying, but I didn't mean to bring up the toter. <laughs> it's one thing we can all unite around as, and as Newcastle citizens is that we all have broken trash toters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except for Zach Bertram, who, <laughs> yes. who magically got his fixed. If you show up at every city council meeting for two years and just sit in the front row and terrify them into <laughs> you running for office, that might get you a new trash. Chris, lid. is that why you're running? I tell you, uh, <laughs> I started sitting in meetings in probably mid-November last year, and I don't know. I think it took probably eight to ten meetings, and then somebody's like, "Hey, how you doing, man?" I'm like, "Uh, good. I'm just just sitting here, man. Just sitting here, <laughs> just watching, just just wondering what's going on." And then they, then you can see them just start to wonder, "What's this guy doing here?" Where do you live He's, exactly? Look at him. He, <laughs> <laughs> Whose job are you trying to take? What ward are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh shoot. Well, any word from our friend Clay Morgan? No, no, nothing from uh, nothing from Clay. Uh, oh, he yep, he says which door. Uh, so yeah, I think we might have him. Hmm. Uh, yes. So as we're as we're talking about elections, uh, Mike, what do you think? Is going to be the turnout for the local election. Do you oh, think, Chris, you think we're going to have astronomical numbers, or is it going to be <laughs> so low that maybe two votes is going to take it? Does it as you've gone around and you've knocked on doors? Has people been like, "There's an election? What?" Yep, <laughs> and you know that's that's scary, and uh, it's sad because uh, I've been voting since I was 18 years old, and the. Uh, Spring was the first election I haven't never voted in. And, you know, that is, that's crazy. That's crazy. But, uh, Chris, your answer to that is, uh, you know what it is. I don't have to answer you on that. Well, I know. Uh, I think it's going to be. All I can say, I, I tell everyone, get out and vote. Absolutely. This is an exercise, exercise that right, because, man, this is a right that 
it's a good right to have. I hope people vote because I'm gonna. I live in the county, but y'all have my uh, my water and sewer, and yeah. you guys get to decide who makes the decisions for me. I'm 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 like Washington D.C. taxation without representation right. at my at my house. We just need everybody to get out and vote. We're gonna we're about to have a uh, Jeffrey Street Tea Party. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep pouring stuff down the down the down the drain till get somebody's attention. What's this oh, guy shoot. doing? So we just had a, a, a special uh, a <laughs> special up, guest Guffey? walked in. How you doing? Uh, doing Councilman good. Clay, one of the OG co-hosts of the show, just showed up. Yeah, yeah. What uh, what's going on? Just got back from county council meeting. Yeah, but, but first I want to say, Mr. Guffey here is he looking in, dapper? Well, he is. He is. I've known Thank him you. for a while. Me and him uh, ran in the same year, wasn't it? Two thousand eleven ish. Yeah, eight years ago, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, when you yeah. ran in the um, yeah. city election. Primary for the primary. city election. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Mr. Guffey. I've known him a while. <laughs> know his whole family. Cool. So what, uh, what's going on? Well, so... My wallet feels lighter. What happened, so, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It is 0.2% lighter. So, yeah. So uh, last time I was on, we talked about the jail tax was coming. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it did pass. So uh, I don't think I heard anybody, it. Heard it pass five to one. It, it did. It did. If uh, if people were watching the uh, watching the voice vote that was taken, <laughs> yeah, I heard. I, I heard it was right. five to one, and I'm, one hero, right? right. One hero well, tried to stop it. So so I I don't know that I would uh, go there with it, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so, telling you what what, what I heard out here, of the room. Yeah. So you can be bashful if you want. Here's to. The, the real situation, though, is. So, you know, I'm looking at this and I know it's coming. I mean, because I've been dealing with the jail issue for so many years and the county's not done what it needed to do. And and we've we passed the public safety lit tax and I watched it get squandered away over three years time. And and I'm, you know, and there's other voices, but, you know, I was saying we have a jail issue to take care of. Why are we, you know spending all this money when we know we have a big issue ahead of us. And, you know, when I wrote that letter, um, I, I, I got up when I, the day of the public hearing and I just wanted to put something down on paper because I didn't want to forget anything and I didn't want to ramble, but I wanted to give my heart and, and how I felt about the whole situation um, because I've, I've been dealing with it since day one. And, um, and now the county sits with, you know, unfinished, projects going on that have taken you know over a million dollars of tax money um knowing we still had the jail issue um you know we've 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 shifted money here we've done this with the low it money the for the, that was for public safety we still have a jail issue you know so bottom line um i didn't give an explanation i just kept my mouth shut and i just voted no um not to not to be the hero, not to be the guy that you know is standing strong. Seriously, because you know the honest truth is, knowing the budget, um, you know I was in an easy seat. I admit it. I get it. But um, we don't have the money to take care of what's in front of us. The people that were elected, they were elected to fix the problem. Unfortunately, there's no funds to fix it with. So them being uh, new to the seat, mantled with the job, they did what they had to do. I'm, on the other hand, it, it was more of a statement uh, on principle because I did not want to raise taxes, right? Um, but I have so many times, and I've seen it get shifted away, and I've been disappointed time after time. The The only thing that I can say that we have something to show for is the the road tax. You know, when we did raise the plate tax, I mean, we do have a lot of county roads that are much, much better now. Um, but other than that, we really don't have anything to show for the taxes we've raised. And that's extremely disappointing. So what this council did, I, I kept I kept it to myself. You know, I, I didn't really share, you know, because you're not supposed to, uh, what I was going to do. I kept it to myself until the vote. And um, I thought about giving a statement, but I didn't. I just kept quiet and just voted no. But what this council did, whether it was right or wrong, whether people like it or don't like it, I'm sure there'll be people on both sides. Um, this council gave me the opportunity to vote 
the way I would like to vote, to vote according to a world as I wish it was, not according to the world as it is, right? So they gave me that opportunity to vote no, because with all my heart, I didn't want to. And knowing that they were going to pass it, knowing that the yeses had already been said. It only it, takes four yeses. It passed. Yeah. And the honest truth, you know, they're just trying to do what they, they feel they need to do because we are in, we're, we're in a dire, dire situation. Actually, I thought after our budget session, we could start making things a little bit better. But I, I'm, I'm chicken little, I guess. I mean, it, it looks worse. We're having some major, major problems. And uh, I'm kind of scared about the future, to be honest with you. I really am. Um, found out tonight also that uh, the insurance fund, uh, we're right here end of October. So we have two more months. Last year, in November's meeting, we found out we were like $750,000 short that we had to come up with in one month. We had to borrow from ourselves to pay that. Um. This year, we're still trying to regain. And I found out tonight that we are at this time, like negative around negative 400,000 in insurance fund with two months to go. With two months to go. So we, it's like, holy cow, you know? <laughs> so the, the good news is the changes that have been made, if we wouldn't have started in the hole, we'd be ahead $200. Or $200,000, excuse me. Yeah, $200. <laughs> yeah, $200,000. But because of last year, we're yeah. negative 400000 with two months to go. Um, I'm actually ended up going to be a part of a group. Me, uh, Peg Steffendale, and uh, Ken and Gray are going to look at this. and uh, The healthcare side? Uh, the, 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 to the budget side of it to see how we're going to come up with the money. to Because we have to break even. Uh, December 31st, we have to have that paid. So, um, that's going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue. So there was a different, it, it was a, it was an interesting council you, meeting are tonight. You going to, are you guys going to look into getting out of the self-insurance game? That I don't know. It has been discussed. It has been discussed. Um, I know it was a discussion last year in November whenever yeah. we were 750,000 yeah. short. Yeah. So the people that looked at just the self-insured side, okay, what I'm being told is it's still saving us rather than just going with all-out insurance, uh, whatever you would call it. I don't know the terminology. However, um, I have been told that there are other options out there for self other self-insurance options. Um, so whether that'll be explored or not, you know, I don't know. Um, they're, they're definitely looking at some other things, um, to try to continue to help the, uh, the fund. But see, here's the thing too, though, when Newcastle schools redid their insurance, cut out, uh, did the spousal carve out, the county gained, uh, you picked up people because yeah. the, the county or the, uh, yeah. there were folks that were on the school insurance that all of a sudden that dropped on. Yeah. Because they yeah, can get insured it, through the county now. So we've actually added to. So, mm. so again, we're, we're, um, we're in kind of a, kind of a pickle, as they say. <laughs> well, we appreciate you, uh, stopping yeah. by. We're just, yeah. uh, we're getting ready to move into final thoughts. Okay. Hold on real quick. We're getting ready to move into final All thoughts. All I have to say, yeah. Clay. Yeah. There is one of your constituents who asked for a voice vote. Like, <laughs> like an individual vote, a roll call vote. I, yeah, roll did. call he vote. Did. I, did. I'm just saying he sent you a message. He wanted a roll call vote, and that was not made. Huh? I think I think they should all have to say yes. I'm raising your taxes. Give me your money. Just right when they vote, when yeah, they raise their hands, I will say, say yes, that when I'm they when they did taxes. the public uh, <laughs> yeah. public safety low it, they did a roll call vote. Yeah, uh, and they all yeah. voted for it. Yeah, every yeah. last one of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, saying that's how it should have been. Yeah. But well, uh, you know, I mean, the record you know. shows that there was one lone no vote, and, and, uh, and all and, the others present voted right. yes. And, and to make it so clear, I mean, it would it would be cheesy. It would be easy for me to say I voted no, you know, and I'm not going to do that. We'll do it for you. But on record, <laughs> I am a no vote. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to finish my 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 
you know, two terms uh, on a on a good note. And uh, again, I, I've voted yes for taxes before. I mean, I've made some hard votes. I've had people extremely mad at me uh, for some of my votes. Um, and I admit this one. It's was a e- tough job, man. Th- this one was easy. It was. But at the same time, I, I f- I'm thankful for that opportunity to vote now, to be honest with you, because I I was able to express with my heart. Your caucus leader is uh, nicer than uh, Nancy Pelosi is. She is. She yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will also say that there for a second, uh, me and Sean Defoe were sitting beside each other and like nobody made a motion. We're just sitting there. We're like, oh, it took a while. And then nobody was yeah. brave enough to say no, yeah, yeah in favor. Huh? Then Kenan yeah. made the motion. Yeah. And I'm just sitting. I'm like, there needs to be a second. Yeah. Ten I'm... seconds go by. Next thing I know, my county councilman, Chad Malico, <laughs> <laughs> he seconded that vote. At two Brutus. Uh, At two Brutus. <laughs> I voted for you, Chad. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 was, uh, he talked to me afterward. He said, so you didn't explain your vote. He said, you know, I know how you feel, but why'd you vote? Why, you know, basically explain your vote. And, uh, because the honest, he, he truly, honestly, in his heart, his convictions, he wanted to vote no. But again, the truth is the reality of the situation. And it, and it aggravates me to no end is we had to do something. We have to do something. And here's what's scary. It's not even enough it's to not, do it's what a, needs to be done. The drop in the bucket. I, I yeah. think I, I, what I've, you and I've had this conversation a number of times yeah. over the last couple of weeks and I've said it on the show. I, I, I said it when, when uh prosecutor Joe was here, I've told you, yeah, uh, you yeah. all need to lead a revolt and have a thousand local yeah. officials show up in January at the state house. And that's doing something. Yeah. It, it's like yeah. somebody they, mentioned that at the public hearing. Uh, somebody caused, did mention that. They've, they've caused this huh. problem and they put the Last bullet in your Guffy. Was they it put you? the bullet in the gun. <laughs> they put it in your hands and they asked you to pull the trigger and yeah. dutifully yeah. our council just pulled the trigger yeah. and raised our taxes instead of going and fighting back at the state where they've yeah. caused this problem for you. But yeah, 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 and there there is and and not to drag this out but um I I do, you know, I, I won't say I've frantically been sure but I have tried to make some contacts. Uh, some people that understand that side of things a lot more than I do and how to rally people um, because it, it truly is a statewide problem. And I have a feeling that um, a lot of the um, state senators and representatives, if, if you just ask them personally about the issue, they would just say, well, we did give you an option, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. to raise your taxes. Yeah. That's Uh, that's why I said you need to get the public on your side. Right. Well, because Uh, I've actually been told that before. You and I, when we went to road funding day, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you remember this specifically, but one of the state senators was coming out and he was, you know, kind of chit chatting with Nate Lamar because he knew uh, they knew each other briefly, you know, acquaintances. And um, I was standing there. I wasn't the one that said it. Um, somebody there said something to him about road funding. And his answer, and, and honestly, it was kind of arrogantly, well, we did do something. We gave you the ability to pass a tax. Yeah. You can raise your wheel tax. Yeah. And, and then he, then he just left. Like that was a great answer. It's like, Oh, thanks. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know? the state so. was sitting on so much money, but anyways, that they, if they didn't yeah. spend it, they had to yeah. send out checks to all the citizens. Yeah. We could have a whole new show on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we kind of hijacked Mike's show. We did. I, Sorry. Right. We I did. think everybody right. will be back at some point. Uh, Producer Chris, you got any final thoughts for us? Yeah. Um, you building an arc for Saturday? If it doesn't rain, uh, we will be walking. Um, you can meet here at the 1102 Race Street about 8.30, 8 o'clock. We'll have donuts. I will bring them. Um, also, I'm very excited. Uh, Saturday night is the true, true, for me anyways, home opener for my Indy Fuel. Uh, the actual opener is Friday for the home, but I cannot, I will not be there. <laughs> so Saturday is the home opener for the Indy Fuel, and I'm so excited. It has finally come back. And then Sunday, 
I don't really have anything. Oh. <laughs> you want to nope. go to church with me? Nobody really needs to um, play by play on oh, your, on I'm your sorry. life, Chris. It's, it's fine. I'm yeah. actually going to church with the girlfriend and her pants. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, Good. look at you. And then uh, another thing I would like to publicly on the, on the air is here. Thank Jeremiah and Sarah for letting me intrude um, on their weekend down at Clifty Falls. I stayed the entire weekend, me and Paige, and wow. we had a wonderful time. Don't worry, don't worry, guys. I'm going to bring him down a notch in my final thoughts. <clears throat> no, you're not. <laughs> but just, <laughs> I know where you're going. Well, this is fun. All right. Hey, uh, Councilman. Yeah, yeah. I just got done talking, didn't I? You got anything no, else? It, anything here, anything here's you need my, to promote? Here's, here's my final thought. Mr. Guffey. Yeah. Right. Mm, so, so like I said, yeah, I've known Mike for uh, several years. We'll put it that way. Uh, many, many years I've known Mike. And uh, he's a tremendous guy. Um, I, not in my district, or I would 100% vote for him. Um, he's been around this community, been in this city. Uh, he has its best interests at heart. He cares deeply. Uh, like I said, back when you ran the first time, we talked a lot. Right. Uh, you had a lot of great, um, great ideas and passion for it. You had passion for it. Um, and then, uh, after that, you know, life and job and circumstances is right. like, okay, I need to push the pause button. But, um, as soon as, uh, I, I don't, I don't say that I'm honestly, I'm not saying this to like to toot my horn, but to give him, uh, props. As soon as I found out that there's an opening here, right? I immediately got a hold of him right. and I said, "Hey, there's an opening. Here's your chance. Go for it." And uh, so we t- briefly talked about that, and then he got right. a hold of uh, the right people. And and so again, can't say enough. If you live in his district, uh, vote for him. He'll do a good job. He really will. Very good. I haven't heard him promise any tax increases, yeah. so that's you know, <laughs> that got my attention. It's better than some Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Read my lips. And I don't like pasta in my chili. There we go. Yeah, See, that's, that's you, you're winning me over, Mike. You're winning me over. All right. Anything else we forgot? Anything we need to uh, cover? Not as far as I know. All right. If people want to help out with your campaign, donate, walk to any of that, any of the last stuff. Uh, how do they get a hold of you and reach out? Well, get more information. The card that I've been passing out does have my contact on the back of it, so they can get a hold of me that way. They all all know that. If not, six twenty two South Twenty Second Street's where I live. <laughs> a lot of twos come right there. A lot of twos come right there. All right. Do I get to say something on the final thought? Yeah. Yeah. This is it. This so is your spot. My turn now. It's your this turn. Whatever you. You want. are on the Good. spot. Just what I want to say is just. I'd like to see a good turnout, but we know it's going to be low. We know it will be. But Ward 1, you've got to get out there and vote. Exercise that right and vote. And vote for me. (laughs) (laughs) And when you vote, vote right. Vote right. (laughs) Yes. Rex Bell used to say, keep voting until they make you quit. Just keep, keep trying to go back. Right. (laughs) Until until they make you stop. And then after y'all get walk, uh, get done walking for Chris over there, uh, I'll I'll buy you a hamburger. You can come and walk for just, me. Just keep the Guffy train going. Yeah. We we pretty much got it under control <laughs> on my side. <laughs> Dakota. All right, uh, I'm going to shame Chris Guffy first of all because hello he, shameful. We've been <laughs> we've been working out for like over two months now, and all this week he's been a no call no show. Yeah. I thought honestly, I, I thought you were being cold and distant, and you weren't talking to him and telling him about anything. And then I I had lunch with him yesterday, and he said. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't gone. I don't know. <laughs> Did you say a month? It, oh, it's been over two months. Over two months. Yeah. yeah. So, so when did the new girlfriend come along? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him getting red in the face. Uh, hold on, no, I gotta can't think. see it, folks. But he's <laughs> <laughs> he has turned six red skin six red. We're six weeks now. A little think. over a month, almost two. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's starting to get busy on me. I mean, you need to get in shape. What a shame. I'm in a shape. It's called round. <laughs> <laughs> Other final thought is I want to say thank you to Clay for sticking with your convictions. Um, I said before the show that I think you voted no because uh, Chris Guffey, Jeremiah, and myself were all in the barbershop talking your ear off about how you could just. I was do I was it. downright abusive the last time. <laughs> if I was you want to lobby me, just let me cut your hair. <laughs> Pay me thirteen dollars to cut your hair. Lobby me all you want. So, Hold I'm on to take credit for it uh, because we went in there and said, "Clay, 
don't do it, man. I, I gotta say, he said he, <laughs> for the got, love of God. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say he said he has to cut your hair. I took a lunch break and I come down there and I just sit in the chair. And just talk to him. <laughs> that is true. That is. I true. did not get my hair. Cut. Didn't even give him any money. He has no. he has time to go in and talk to Clay, but he can't wake up and go work out. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then also, I have a Facebook page called Beezer Creek Restoration and Repair. You need to go like that page um, so you can see all my projects. And then I think, and I don't know this 100% like fact yet, but my wife has made like a wreath or two wreaths, and they're in our house. I, I think that she might be trying to sell those. <laughs> Interesting. I'm gonna go ahead and promote that. You're gonna just start selling your your wife's arts and crafts without her knowing yeah. it. There's, a, I'll give you I ten dollars for a wreath. There's a reason that they're there. We don't need them. <laughs> <laughs> she's made them. Is she making really custom pretty. orders? I mean, is she doing Christmas wreaths? What are we doing? How I don't know wreaths? yet. I I don't know yet. I'm just trying to. Say you know, you live with the, the woman, lookout. right? You can just talk to her, and she'll tell you what she's selling. Yep. Yeah, I could do that if I actually lived there, but some days it feels like I don't. I, I, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. I'll just say that. All right. Uh, final thoughts from me. Congratulations to Roger Penske, one of my uh, heroes. He got the Presidential Medal of Freedom today uh, in the White House. So that's pretty cool. Penske, Penske Racing, Pen- Penske Enterprises, uh, Penske Chevrolet, Penske Truck Rental, all things Penske. Very cool. Uh, an American treasure. So that's a, that's a cool one. Uh, and also congratulations to the Montreal Expos who are uh, winning the World Series two games to zero. <laughs> so I'm pretty damn excited. My uh, my childhood baseball team, cool. now labeled as the uh, Washington Nationals, exactly are uh, are leading the World Series two nothing. And uh, they they took both those games in Houston. So now they'll have the two games at home and. In Washington, and uh, and we, who knows? It's amazing what happens when you get out of a bad relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, that's been interesting. So uh, we will be back next week on Wednesday, uh, concluding the um, city council uh, tour. I know Lisa Lisa Crosby is. Uh, Catrin. Or Lisa Catron. Oh, gosh, I check local yeah, listings. Yeah. Lisa Catron is... Uh, <laughs> she's going to shoot me. Uh, Lisa Catron will be on, on Wednesday. And then... Uh, yeah, yeah, I deserve it. And, and then maybe we'll get another uh, another surprise guest or two on there. We did extend an invitation to, uh, to Jeff Hancock. Uh, he's got some conflicts, so it's not going to work out for him next week. Uh, but hopefully they'll both be at the, uh, the forum on Tuesday next week as well. I know the, the local Chamber of Commerce has... Uh, has invited everybody that's on the ballot to do their uh, to do their form. I think it's a library on Tuesday night. Yeah, so the library auditorium at six thirty. Check that one out, and then we'll be back uh, seven o'clock on Wednesday night, continuing and uh, wrapping up the uh, the city uh, city election cycle. So we'll see y'all then. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.